Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you, dear reader, are about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with authors. You're going to find out their secret recipe, not only for creating a book, but we'll also tell you where they get their ideas, and you will get the scoop on their next project. Want to know more? Terrific. We'll tell you where to find them on social media. Are you ready? Okay, let's meet today's author. We have a very interesting gentleman with us today. His name is Malcolm Chester, and he's here to talk about his latest book, The Magic Keys to Tanglewood. Malcolm has a bachelor's degree in political science from Brown University a master's degree in child study from Tufts University, and a Juris Doctorate from Chicago Kent College of Law. He also is a gold seal winner for his writing. Malcolm, it's such a pleasure to welcome you today to Books on Air. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Happy to be here. (laughs) You know, I'm always curious about why or how authors start to write Often it seems like an author is made rather than born, but sometimes they're born. Usually there's either a relative or a teacher or someone recognizes a talent and they may encourage it. Or you read some writing and you think, I think I can do this, and you start writing. Or there's an event that happens in an author's life and they feel compelled to begin to get that event out somehow. How did you first start writing? Well, uh, I was taking some creative uh, writing classes at Brown and and playing a little bit with uh, um, some poetry that I had written. And uh, I was kind of interested in it. My, I always had one of those kind of minds that, that liked to create things. And uh, then I got busy on the, on the path of life and uh, went through the the usual things that we do when we develop a, a career, uh, which ended me up uh, working for Pepsi-Cola and became vice president. Ended up with a law degree and, and did uh, various t- different types of work, uh, having to do with government affairs and public affairs, and things of that nature. And then I was... Uh, Oh, about 10 years ago, uh, I kind of remembered the fact that I really liked fiction, like reading fiction, had always been interested in writing, so I said, uh, why not give it a, a go? And I did. Uh, I wrote a, wrote a science fiction book, my, my first book, and I enjoyed writing it, uh, self-published it, and then uh, wrote a sequel to that book, and then I just started writing books. And I found that um, if I was stressed and doing various types of things, that writing books kind of uh, relaxed me. I could disappear into my characters, and uh, I worried about them in their world, and it could take me away from the stresses I had in this world. So I just enjoyed doing it and kept kept doing it. I love uh, it. What a great reason to start writing. And... I love what you just said about being able to submerge yourself in your characters. I think that's that's the one of the examples of the creative mind. It, to me, whenever I, I read the book, 
your mind is very, very, very creative. This is a very interesting book, but I know that it also has a story behind it. Would you share the story behind this series with our audience? Right. I mean, uh, authors get inspiration from a lot of different uh, things. I had uh, my wife's, uh, um, I guess, great niece uh, would, would be the, the proper terminology. Uh, we used to go out and visit them. That was her, her, her nephew and, and his family. And a very creative young girl. And she kept, uh, so we would go and we'd have talks. And she wanted to become an author, too and was interested in reading the books. And she said uh, she had an experience when she walked to school and saw all these uh, locks on, on a uh, um, fence when she walked to school. So I said, okay, what I'll try to do is see if I can figure out uh, if we could, if I can write a story having to do with locks on a fence. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Good for you. And, uh, and so uh, this is what what came out of it. Uh, they there are locks in the in the book, and it's all part of the story and mythos of the book. And uh, so it just developed in my mind as a as as a story, and it and it went from there. So that's pretty much how I got it started. This particular book, uh, not the other the other books I've written, didn't necessarily have that kind of genesis, but this one did. It's interesting. You get your ideas from all kinds of different places. And I was thinking about classification for this book, and I actually came up with its sort of historical, magical, mystery, horror <laughs> book. I mean, is that sort of a fair description? Yes, because I think that uh, uh, you, you want to keep it interesting and you want to keep it an adjective. And uh, so, yeah, it's so it's got a lot of different elements. A book should have a lot of different elements. It shouldn't just all be horror. It shouldn't all be this or that. Uh, I like my characters to uh, face a lot of different uh, issues and problems and see how they do that. And, and that's part of the book of any young person's type of book. But, uh, it's not only that, that uh, they're facing these situations, it's the growth their growth in dealing with these problems and uh, and overcoming it's kind of coming of age is sometimes the term used but uh, that there's always some of that and there's always uh, some of their world incorporated into it you know they have boys they're interested in they have other things that they're they're doing the normal stuff but it's interspaced with all these other uh, challenges <laughs> so which help them develop as well, people the other thing that struck me is that this is a teenage girl kind of book. This book is about girls. Now, whenever I see a man who has written a book about girls, I want to know how they got authentic girl talk, because this is, you really did a good job with this, especially when I read the open passages and the exchange that's going back and forth between your characters. It really has a nice ring to it, and I thought, I'm curious about how Malcolm got this authentic ring. I suspect I know, but I'm curious. <laughs> I have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, and you had to bounce it off. I have a daughter. <laughs> Did you bounce? So, uh, 
Did you bounce the dialogue off of them, or is your ear just attuned to that kind of dialogue because you've lived with them? It's somewhat attuned, and uh, I would I would send you know the portions of it off to this uh, girl that I started with and get her reaction. And, uh, you know, so uh, I wanted to know that if I got too far off <laughs> the the right dialogue, but she would say, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, that would be your response, something like that. You know, so then I knew that I was probably in the right place. <laughs> I, I love it that you brought Gabriella into this and that you it, let her be a part of this process. I'm sure she absolutely loves that. Oh, yeah, she did, and she's interested in writing. She's going to some kind of senior year in high school in some kind of creative writing um, school or something. So, you know, she's still interested in writing, and, and as far as I know, continues to write. So maybe that'll be a career for her. I hope so. Well, that's exciting. Let's give our listeners an overview of what the book's about, just sort of a general terms of the plot. Don't give anything away, because this is a really important book that you don't want to give things away, but let's sort of give them an overview of what's going on. Well, what's happening is there's this very old private school for girls uh, called uh, Tanglewood, and uh, it goes all the way back into the 1700s, and it was part of a uh, school developed out of a the second house of two very, very large houses, one of the most prosperous uh, people in in young America, and he built this huge empire and stuff. And so the second house for his sister uh, becomes the school. And uh, some things happen having to do with witchcraft and stuff, and a legend develops about uh, the magic keys, and that is that there were some some of the first students in the school disappeared, uh, never to be seen again. And there was a myth about the fact that they disappeared and that that the that magic keys would somehow bring them back from where they were. And on the uh, fence of, of the school are all these locks. And uh, they're very old, having gone back over 200 years and uh, they still run. Nobody could open them or anything, and they, they just sat there for years and years and years on the fence and became part of the school's mythology. And this has to do with four girls going to the school and, uh, like many girls before them for the hundreds of years, tries to uncover what the myth is about and uh, and gets involved in the myth. And, and get so, a little little bit more than they wanted to, you know? Yeah, and and so that's kind of uh, what what happens. We won't tell you what actually happens. <laughs> no, no, don't, <laughs> don't them, give it away. With them, with them uh, getting involved in this myth, but that that was kind of the challenge that they encountered. So now this is the first book in a trilogy. Um, right. So these characters will reappear in the second and the third book, and will continue the story. Yes, and, uh, you know, the story will go on uh, as because at the end of this book, there are certain things that happen, and uh, um, they end up going to a summer camp and re-engaging re, uh, uh, once again with some of the, the people that they had to struggle with in the first book. And uh, the uh, the third book continues along that line, 
and goes into a, another fantastical world that the that the girls have to um, face. And all the time they're trying to decide uh, whether they want to keep with, with their boyfriends or not. And there's a lot of struggles there from a teenage girl's point of view of whether they want to stay with these guys or not. So, uh, and whether they're part of their world or not part of their world that they have to face. What age group do you think that the book would appeal to? Well, I think uh, girls could start, uh, boys, uh, at about eight, 11 to start enjoying, 10 or 11, and then probably up into the teens, 16, 17. Because um, it, 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 it struggles with a lot of issues that they're struggling with, that would be the target. But I think anybody could enjoy reading the book. Yeah, I do too, because I think you're such a good writer. You really pulled me in. Um, I really like what you've done with this book, and I think there's this this ring of authenticity, as I said earlier, especially with the dialogue of the of the girls, and it just you just are there. I mean, I I was witnessing this whole first scene as they're you know they're pulling things out and packing things up and talking among each other and laughing and going on, and you can feel that that um, energy that that kind of situation usually has within it when it's a group of girls around like that and you were able to capture that kind of energy and that's why I was curious about how you got that energy and you've explained it very very well I think this is really a fun book to read now there are some themes I think that run through the book as well what were some of the themes that you were looking at we talked about teenage angst right there, there's that it's about about facing facing fears and and, uh, and dealing with difficult situations there's that um, there there's interspaced in there with some of the contemporary issues uh, that people have to face um, and uh, there's a, there's a scene there uh, where where uh, one of the one of the girls of the four girls is african-american so there there's a scene in there that has to do with that which is a contemporary issue and so interspaced uh, with with the with the, the main story, there are the things that that everybody has to deal with uh, in a in a modern world, and uh, they're not isolated from the modern world. They they have to deal with it. So, and that that so that's what what it is. It it isn't just you know the the, the bad guys and and struggling against them, and the fantasy world and all that kind of stuff. That's the main part. But there's also just being young girls trying to struggle with with who they are and uh you know what their future will be and and trying to figure out you know um their relationship with boys and and what that means too is there a part of the book that you'd like to share with our listeners uh i would like to read the introduction so it'll give you some of the thought oh perfect um the young girl's breath came in short gasps Fear gripped her, but she couldn't stop moving down the old tunnel toward a terrifying and unknown place. A voice in her head insisted she keep walking, and the young girl seemed powerless to resist it like a zombie in some horrible. In her bathroom, the young girl had no idea how she arrived in this tunnel with its awful smell and electric feeling. The young girl should be in bed in her dorm room, not here in this nightmare, which she could not wake from. With a voice in her head becoming almost unbearable, the young girl reached a shimmering wall in the narrow corridor of the tunnel. She felt the power of the wall and knew she must finally stop. The energy from the wall burned her fair skin. Then while she stood there, strange words reverberated in her head. 
The wall seemed to hear them as it suddenly disappeared in a bright flash. Once again, under the control of the voice, she moved a few steps left to a large, thick oak door. The voice in her head demanded she open the door. She began to do so, then suddenly stopped. The young girl worried this whole terrifying experience had something to do with a lock she grabbed on the gate. Her friends dared her to grab it, and never one to turn down a dare, she did so. With a better understanding of how this evil came to grip her, the young girl finally found the will to resist. She took a step backward. With a voice now shrieking at her, the young girl took another step back. Sweat trickled down her face as she struggled with a voice in her head, but she could feel the control of her limbs returning to her. Then the heavy door suddenly opened on its own to reveal a strange, weirdly colored world inside. Truly frightened now, the young girl began to turn around when a hand that looked more like a claw with its red blood red nails reached from inside this smelly world and grabbed her gown before she could tear herself free the hand pulled the young girl inside with tremendous force the young girl screamed from deep inside as the big door shut in her face with a loud thud i love it (laughs) malcolm (laughs) that's a great choice i mean that must make our listeners go and then what? So, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's tell them where they can find the book. Now, I always, always check Amazon, and the book is available on Amazon. And let me give them the specifics. The title of the book is The Magic Keys to Tanglewood, and that's T-A-N-G-L-E-W-O-O-D by Malcolm, M-A-L-C-O-L-M, Chester, C-H-E-S-T-E-R. When you go to Amazon, there's a, a search feature at the very top of the page. When you get to the, the Amazon page, just type that information in, click on it, and the book comes up, and you will love the cover. It's the, the perfect cover for this book. And in the upper right-hand corner are the words, Look Inside. Now, if you've never been to Amazon before, or if you've never gone to look for a book, you might not know what that means. If you just click on those words, Look Inside, the book, and I'm using air quotes, opens. In other words, you'll be able to read an excerpt from the book, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about from the dialogue with this excerpt, because it it starts in just perfectly. Um The book is also available in several formats. You can get it in Kindle, in hardcover, or in a paperback. Is there anywhere else that they could find the book, Malcolm, or is it primarily there on Amazon? It's primarily on Amazon. It's it's been in some of the other book uh, outlets, but I don't know if it's still there. I haven't checked recently. Okay. I know for sure it's on Amazon. And the the what you just read and the excerpt that's there on Amazon is enough f- for me. I mean, I would immediately want to buy the book to find out what's going to happen because I think it's just so so well done. Are you working on any new projects? Always writing books. Uh, the the third in this series, Tree of Life, typewriter. I have not yet published it. Uh, I'm working on my other trilogy of young person called alicia uh that third book is also uh of the three-part series is in the typewriter i published uh i i also publish uh other types of books i have a number of science fiction books uh i decided to do an action 
things. We see so many action movies, so I did an action book. Um, I did two um, politically oriented books called The Legislative Dance, and and it's the the first and the second book in that in that two part series. And so uh, they're different uh, audiences, and uh, but uh, but I like the books. I think they're interesting, and uh, I have a collection of short stories. Um, so uh, I've I've always got more books uh, that I'm writing. Um, the the latest one is called the Pyramid, and it's about uh, a pyramid uh, that that looks like a mountain in Antarctica. It turns out to be a, the uh, a, a race of people that existed on the Earth long before. Uh, we anticipated they existed, and it's a whole story developing around that. So. I am talking to a true creative spirit. Wow, I had no idea that you had written so many books. Can people is there is there a place that they could go to find a compilation of all the different kinds of books that you've written? Well, I'm sure that Amazon has them, uh, has all of them, and. Uh, the ones that are in the typewriter obviously don't have. No, right. <laughs> getting, those are yours right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to get those out, and uh, and I'll do that. I, I have a project now that my first series, the Alicia series, which also uh, won a gold, gold seal award and had a uh, very favorable review. That one is being at this moment translated into French. Somebody wanted wow. to translate into French. So I'm, I'm getting that series translated into French, and uh, just the first series, and see how that goes for the European market. So just trying to move along, and I can't do everything at once. So at some point, i got to get some of these other books out. Well, this is amazing. Now I'm talking to an international author. That's just that's wonderful. When the reader, for the very last time, when they, when they picked up the magic keys to Tanglewood and they read the book. It's a rollicking story. It's a really good fast-paced story that will hold their attention when they either electronically or physically finish the book and close that back cover for the last time. Do you want them to leave just feeling like they've been really entertained or is there something deeper that you want them to take away from the book? Well, I, you know, I, I want them to take away uh, some feelings about, uh, you know, uh, how these girls uh, found courage to do what they did and um, how they uh, work together as a team and uh, protect each other and work with each other and uh, challenges that would be very difficult to deal with otherwise. It's, it's, the, it's the four of them together that meet all of them and stick together and, and and that's part of the part of the the message uh, nobody walks alone you have to work with other people to get your to reach your goals and it's how you manage all those relationships and move forward that that uh, allows you to succeed in the end so. Malcolm it's been a true pleasure to talk with you today about the Magic Keys of Tanglewood and just to hear about all of the different things that you're doing. It's just so much fun to talk to a person like you who is such a creative spirit and who is pursuing that creativity. So thank you so much for being our guest. I hope you'll come back. Okay, thank you. Uh, I enjoyed the, the conversation. Remember... 
You Can Find the Magic Keys to Tanglewood by Malcolm Chester on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. And by the way, remember that you can always hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope that you'll join our next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thanks so much for listening.